What's up, everybody? This is Podcast Gameovers, episode 131 for Saturday, January 21st. I am Wasabi Ice Cream. Joined as always, my dude Rick. What's up? Yo, what's up, everybody? We have very little to talk about here in terms of news. Yes. Um, not a lot happened. Um, I will be mentioning uh, we will not be talking about the Microsoft layoffs quite yet. I know there's some stuff developing on it, but to be honest, everyone's laying off people right now, and there's too many rumors going around, not enough actual facts, so probably next week when the stories develop a little bit more, but yeah, it's not going to be a topic this week, but we know what happened. Uh, but in the meantime, though, let's start where we always start, man. Tell everyone what you've been playing. I didn't play anything, really, but Great. I did. Great, that's the show, everybody. <laughs> great show, great show. I think we outdid ourselves this time. Um, I did watch that The Last of Us HBO episode one yes. came out on Sunday, and I watched that. And so it's great. I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's. Did you see it? Did you watch it? No, I didn't. I was gonna watch it, but. Some shit came up. Like, okay. I got a baby, so I don't have time to really watch anything. Oh, yeah. I feel you. Yeah, that would do it. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's... that's a lot. I have time to watch stuff, but, like, I don't really get a chance to pay attention to it because of the baby. So I'm waiting yeah. until, like, I have a good, like, uninterrupted, like, well, how long is the first episode? Like, an hour? Like, a good uninterrupted hour. It's hour, like, hour 20. It. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's good. I mean, if you played that game. <laughs> You've seen most of this show, I, I'm going to say, because... Another thing I wanted to get into, like... Nah, you finish your thing, and I'll go into my thing in a little bit. <laughs> well, I guess that's the, well, that's the thing about... That's the thing about it, is that it adheres very closely to what that game was. Almost, almost shot for shot in a lot of places, yeah. which is good. That's a good thing, because... I most of these like video game adaptations just don't they they cannot resist the urge to just fucking go off the rails and just kind of just do their own fucking thing. Yeah. And it's always for the worse. Always for the worse. Yeah. I think most recently like Halo that Halo show which I haven't even bothered to watch, but yeah. I get like <laughs> Halo's Halo's not as of a straight up story driven experience as the last of us is like the last of us could just stand alone as you know on its story so i get like most games just don't really have that advantage but when it comes to just hey we, we the story here is good let's just take that and just do it i think they that's exactly just what the fuck they do in this so yeah, it's hard to it's hard to say anything else about it other than I guess the the parts where they do deviate, they only deviate to add more context into where into parts of the game where they kind of gloss over. Like in the beginning, like Sarah, they show her in school a little bit and interacting with like the neighborhood and her neighbors and stuff like that, just so you get a little bit more context of what. Yeah, their relationship was with their neighbors and their 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 like neighborhood. Like everyone knows Joel and their and their little like cold cold Yeah, I like that. I like that. That that's some context that like 
you know, it would suck to play that in a game, but, but it makes sense to put it like in a show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like that. So it's like it's stuff like that. And they do they do like change there there's one thing they do change where uh it's like man, it's been a while since I played that first game. I've been waiting for it to hit PC so I could replay through it like in the best quality I could. So there's there's parts about that game that I don't remember fully, but there's a there's I don't remember the reason why Joel and Tess are going are doing anything. I don't okay, so in the in the show, he's Joel's like super worried about Tommy. And I guess throughout the like the twenty years in between the beginning of that the between the beginning and where they end up in, in like Boston. Between the twenty years, they've maintained contact with uh, Tommy, mm-hmm. and I guess at some point in the show, he just loses contact with like some radio. He loses contact with Tommy, and he gets super worried. And then that's what pushes him to move to like just go out and find him. And I'm like, I don't yeah. remember that. And there's like, it's not enough motivation to me to be like, no, Tommy, I got, he's in trouble. I gotta get. Like he doesn't like do that, but I feel like that's basically like what he's doing in the show is just like yeah, that's not it in the game. I remember it clearly. It was a job. They got a job. To, yeah, like, yeah. Take out. Well, no, no, it's, the like, it was, was... That, that happens. That happens in the show, but in uh, in the show, it's like they were already planning on going somewhere. Like they were in the show, they were already planning to go visit Tommy because he was. They were worried about him. And then like the Ellie thing comes up, and then that's why they actually go out. But that's not it in the game at all. Yeah, yeah. Like, they they got a job for it, and the job was just to like drop Ellie off in I can't remember where, but that's where, like you find out. Um. So spoilers if you haven't played the game, but <laughs> the game's ten years old at this point. So fuck you. Um. <laughs> when you find out like Triss is infected because they're supposed to drop her off at like that Firefly hideout, but then they got like fucking ganked by a bunch of raiders yeah so and then after that joel's like let's go meet my brother tommy him and i haven't talked in like 20 years so i don't know how it's gonna go down yeah and he was gonna like dump ellie there too in the game he's gonna dump her there because he was like fuck this i'm not gonna finish this job like (laughs) so i mean i get again in in the show they do give more they give tommy a little bit more context a little bit more not a lot but they do we'll give him a little bit. Later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he probably he's because he didn't get much in the game either. So when you do go visit Tommy, you're like, who the fuck? For me, I was like, who the fuck is this? Uh, and you forget. Oh yeah, it's his fucking brother. Yeah, like they, they, there's some subtext there where like Joel used to be a Firefly and he was like, fuck this, I'm gonna just I'm doing this to survive now. So he's just taking odd jobs and that's when he meets Tess and like there's a lot of like subtext in the game. That explains why you never see it like on screen. That sounds like it's showing a lot of that on screen with this, this show. Um, not even, not even like the, yeah. like all that backstory. You don't get that either, which I wish you did. Later. It'll probably show up later with the Tommy episode. Like in flashbacks, sure maybe like because uh, yeah. the most they mostly do is, uh, and that was one of the other things I felt was a little weird is because you know he's you know he's a, a troubled man. 
But you don't get to see any of that because the only the only flashbacks you ever see is the like the him uh, just reliving the the death of his daughter. Yeah, and that, that's all you get. And from what they show in the show, you they, it makes you think that that's the only thing that's happened. Now. It's like that one thing fucking scarred him for a life, which it would, but it's 20 years between that. Like, I'm sure he's like such more, he, he's had much more experiences where that would fuck him up as well. But it always goes back to that one moment. That's the one that triggers him. And then he ends up fucking, you know, doing something or, or saying something or, you know, so. Yeah. I and just... we'll see when the show comes out or when the show releases more episodes. Cause like in the game, like st- Joel's like a stone cold like killer, dude. Like he doesn't give a fuck. Like he, yeah, yeah. He will gank you before you gank him, and, and that's why I was hoping because they get into they get into one thing they get into is that everyone's like scared of him. Uh, in yeah. the little Boston community they're in, they're like when they they know Joel, they know the name, and they're like, dude, yeah, he's scared of you, man. If you show up, he's gonna run, like. He's like, he's like, his he's like, name is like legendary or something in the in the whatever community yeah. they're in. So like, you already know that, but they don't like show any of it. Like they show as much as they do in the game, which is like nothing. They just flash forward 20, 20 years, and you're like, yeah, I'm hardened. But they don't don't they don't get into any of the context there, which I was hoping that they would kind of fill in some of the gaps yeah. there, but. Like, it sticks we'll very closely to that, that game. Yeah, we'll probably see more of that later, because, like, in the game, like, I think he had, like, a reputation in the game, too, of, like, not to be fucked with. And they don't yeah, go yeah. into why he has a reputation, but you see it, like, in the stuff he does. Like, when he fucks people up, you're like, oh, that's probably why he's got this rep. Like, they don't have to go into what he's done. You see what he's doing now, and you're like, okay, maybe he's got a good reason to earn that reputation. Yeah. <laughs> Just, but in the show, the only thing they do is just they just go back to his daughter, as if yeah. like that was the only thing. So I just wish because the game doesn't do that. The game mm-hmm. just shows you, hey, he's a fucked up guy, but yeah. they never like flash back to daddy, you know, type shit. So yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens with the show. Then I'll check it out eventually. I will check it out one day. Um, I want to watch it. But my big thing is, like, from the first episode, if you've played the game, other than, like, the new context and stuff, is there, like, is there really any reason to watch it? Like, artistically, is there any reason to watch it? Um, not, I mean, not, it doesn't do, it's, I mean, it's good. (laughs) I mean, like, is there any reason to watch it? Like, kind of no, but. It's yeah. still it's interesting just from the fact that uh, I've the, the Last of Us was always a game that I would rather watch than play, you know. Yeah. So it's good in that sense of where it's like not it's not doing much different from the game, but it is still entertaining in the same way the game is. Where like yeah, the story is just phenomenal. So. Yeah. Um, the I'll check it out great. for sure. I'll check it out for sure then, because, like, here, here's my thing with video game adaptations. And I keep seeing this, the same fucking thing everywhere. It's like, oh, The Last of Us breaks the video game adaptation curse. And it's like, was it really a curse, though? Because, like, we got a lot of, like, really good adaptations in the last couple of years. 
Yeah. And let's be honest, Last of Us was like kind of already a movie anyway. So, you know, if we're talking about games that got adapted, like Last of Us is not only the latest adaptation we have, but it's also like the newest franchise game adaptation. Last of Us came out like 10 years ago, right? So, yeah. So it's like, like it's been that long. It's hard. Like if you if I I feel like the people the only people who are watching it are the ones who played the game. Like yeah. I feel like it's not cut through yet. I think once once it gets going and people start talking about it more, it'll cut through into like the mainstream. Because I feel like it's the show isn't really mainstream. Like I I feel like it's only the people who know the game are watching the show yeah i feel like once it's on hbo max right so i feel like it'll hit that mainstream soon it's just when i watch it and when i hear about it and it's like and i hear an adaptation i was like what is there to adapt like really you could like take this the cutscenes from the game literally like shot for shot recreate those maybe make some new stuff to like fill in the gaps between and you'd have a pretty solid like movie like i don't think there's like a lot really to change whereas something like Castlevania, for example, like that's gonna take a little bit more work <laughs> to adapt. Oh, even Sonic um, the Hedgehog, like recently, yeah, that's even Sonic the, the Hedgehog, most yeah, successful example that I can think of. Detective Pikachu is another one. Oh yeah, yeah, I heard about good reviews. Yeah, but that's more of like a so, standalone thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's but true. But, I guess all the Pokemon so, movies are because Pokemon yeah. was already an anime. It wasn't really a game it wasn't a game first it was already an anime it was a game first was it yeah okay Okay. yeah it was a game first the anime stuff came by later but yeah um where was i yeah so i mean the last of us adaptation like i said there's not really a lot to adapt because the game was already basically a movie i'll still watch it because like you're right the story's fantastic like yeah <laughs> what medium it's in it's a fantastic story yeah. but it's not exactly a story that like only works as a game you know what i mean like so that's why i think the movie would be good or the show would be good yeah and then yeah it's like an adaptation in the sense that i mean if like shot for shot like even the dialogue is straight from the game most of the yeah. time like they don't do a lot to change they do they do change some things where necessary but for the most part, like the dialogue is straight up from the game, the shots yeah. are straight up from the game, uh, the story beats, like everything is like they fill in a little bit of context, but it's mostly the same, which is fine. But I don't know. I think that last the Last of Us universe has so much potential for storytelling yeah. that they could I they could they could start here. But if they ever, if they go, because I, I heard they were even like considering maybe doing like a third game. And I'm like, don't, if you do, it can't be another fucking Ellie fucking thing. Yeah. Like they have so much, even like in the notes you pick up in the game, there's so much storytelling just in the notes oh, yeah. that you pick up that they could go and like tackle the universe that's talked about in some of the notes you pick up. Uh, like even that kind yeah. of shit would be great. There, there are like legit like notes, like diary entries you find that would make like excellent like one-off like short films. Like yeah. it's, I would love to see that. Like show me like a Last of Us. That would be cool to see. Show me 
that's what they should have adapted. Show me a Last of Us like, um, like a Last of Us um adaptation where every episode is like a different story. You know, show me you know those files you pick up, those stories you read. Like, oh, where did that bow? Where did that bow come from? And you read like this dude used to be like some like Olympic like shooter, like some bow and arrow like guy. And like his family got overrun by these zombies and the shit that they went through. Like, show me like that. I want to see that movie or that like that that episode. Like, cause there's so many like, oh, you're right. There's so many of those di- those things you find that just tell you so much cool shit. Or even Last of Us Two. You know, you find like zombies stuck in that like that bank vault because like some dudes are robbing yeah, the bank yeah. like right when that the fucking the shit went down. Like, show me that. I want to see that. Like, that'd be yeah. cool as hell to see. Like that that would be fucking dope, dude. I would love to see that. Um if they do make another series, this is my elevator pitch. Like show like <laughs> adapt those like short stories that you find when you're playing the game. Cause that, that we've never seen what that looks like. And that would be perfect to adapt. It's never gonna happen, but we're uh yeah, yo, what's up? We do this show live, guys. A super, 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 super ultra pimp. (laughs) Super ultra pimp. Super ultra pimp. That's it. Super ultra pimp. Last of Us anthology would be sick. Yeah, I try to figure out the word. I can't remember what the fuck it was called, but yeah, (laughs) anthology. Last of Us anthology would be awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah. Cause yeah, I don't know the 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 shot for shot, just straight up retelling of what happened in the game. I, cause we were like talking about this when like it was announced, and we were like, eh, should they do a shot for shot? Or should they kind of just get original with it? Uh, I think yeah, I think it would work. Like if they do more something in between where they do like a shot for shot thing, but if they kind of incorporate like, hey, oh, we picked up this note, and oh, we found this bank they could do like a flashback of what happened in the bank or something. I would love to see that. I would yeah. love to see that. I don't know how well it would blend in with this narrative. They're already trying to show, but yeah. if they have like a separate season, that's just like stories of the last of us or something. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Or last of us stories of survival. There we go. I don't know. Yeah. There you go. I just pitched it. To you, HBO. Yeah. Like just do it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh but God! I'm excited that's... because that's never going to happen now. <laughs> <laughs> but I, because yeah, yeah. So I, I feel like yeah, if you take something that's already good and you just make that thing again, it's probably still going to be good. It's like the latest, like Modern Warfare Two came out, uh, and you know, Modern Warfare Two was already good, and they kind of just took that and added a little bit to it, you know, re- refreshed it a little bit, but it's still as core. Still, Modern Warfare Two, you know, one of the greatest Call of Duty games ever made. So I actually heard that like it took enough changes at the end of Modern Warfare Two remake, it like surprises you, and like a lot yeah. of fans, like hardcore Call of Duty fans, are like, I have no fucking clue where the third game's gonna go now with the way two yeah. ended. And that's and that's a good way to do that to yeah, to, same. Like if you're gonna just so take too. something, remake it, just do a do it enough to keep the people who already know that's what's gonna happen do enough to keep those guys guessing too yeah i'll check it out for sure i'll probably have some time later in the day when the baby goes to sleep and wife's asleep i can probably watch it but yeah i'll give it a try for sure man like because like, i want to watch it i do just to like so i know what i'm talking about with it 
So yeah. by this time next week, I'll, I would have watched. I'll have a better opinion. Yeah. <laughs> And this ain't going to be, this ain't going to turn into like a fucking weekly recap of The Last yeah. of Us. I, <laughs> like, Unless there's like an episode that's like really like, oh, holy shit. Like, unless they go somewhere. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But yeah. Yeah. I don't feel like talking about this again until like there's that episode where it's like, oh, holy shit. Like any hesitation you had, like throw it away because it's a. It's gonna do so. It's it does a Fall Fantasy Seven remake thing where it fucks yeah, with that's, you. Know, that's exactly like, what I was thinking of. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Like that. Yeah. That's a game that does it well. Where even yeah. if you play that original, and people actually hate hate it for this, I uh, kinda. But that Those game people does. People are dumb. I love it for that. <laughs> I love it for that. Yeah, me too. Me too. Because yeah, that game does go somewhere, and you're like, what the fuck? Uh, yeah. So. That's kind of what I want out of this because yeah. I, I think for me it'll get a little stale. But I, it's it's ba- it's weird because I would I would have intended I would have preferred to just have the it as as a show from the beginning. Same. Because uh, you know they're doing like a last they're doing a, a God of War thing too, and they're doing a I think they're doing like a, a Horizon thing as well. Fallout a Fallout thing's getting done too. Oh, the Fallout. See, but that's a that's a Fallout again. That's a universe that you can tell so many stories in that you don't just have to do. Yeah, you don't just have to do the Fallout thing. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited for the Fallout series because because of that reason, like because the, the the RPGs, at least the older ones, were like you know silent protagonists, like choose your own dialogue, like RPGs, old school. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fallout 4 kind of changed that, but even then, it wasn't like a cinematic game, like at all. Like Fallout's yeah. never been cinematic, so seeing that ad- adapted, that could be an interesting adaptation. That's yeah. something I would like to see. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens with it. Um, but yeah, Last of Us Episode One came out. It's good. Go check it out. Um, anything else you want to talk about before I move into move into my shit? <laughs> nope, that's it. All right, so I still played a lot of Pokemon, and I have an included link there, because it's like here, here's where I'm a fucking nerd. All right, okay. Pokemon have these like raids where you fight these like these ter- these Terra Pokemon, the Terrasalized Pokemon. Each one of them, uh, it's like a four v one thing. These Pokemon are super strong, so it takes like a team of people to take them down. Um. They're, they're, they're newest raids, they're seven-star raids. You can only do after you beat the game, beat all the post-game content. And these are, like, high-level raids. Like, you gotta, like, train a specific Pokemon, breed specific Pokemon to take to have a chance of winning these. Like, these are hard as fuck. Um, I'm not even gonna go into, like, some of the nitty-gritty I had to do to, like, their last raid. But they just announced that a new Greninja raid is coming out pretty soon. And... This is going to be fucking insane because it's going to be like a level 100 Pokemon. It's a poison Terra type, which means it's a poison type, but it's a Greninja. So it still has like dark type moves, which is going to fuck up. I'm trying to get a psychic type running to take him on, which his dark typing is going to like fuck me up. I know I'm talking about stuff that you don't give a fuck about, but this is what I've been working on for the past like couple of days just breeding uh well, specific what is, pokemon take this on when it drops I, I don't i don't know what a pokemon raid consists of what's like what it's just it? that so it's a it's a 4v1 pokemon fight so it's like a, this giant uber powerful pokemon with a fuck ton of health fuck ton of defense fuck ton of stats and you have a time limit to take them on and that time limit it, it reads through, it, it goes in real time, this time drains, right? 
And every time he knocks out somebody, it takes a chunk out of that time limit out. So, and the level seven raids are the highest level raids you can do. These are like uber strong, perfect IVs, specific EV training, uh, fucking ridiculous typing to fuck with you. So like, it's terratyping is poison, right? Which is weak to psychic type attacks. So you think, oh, I'll get a psychic Pokemon take him on. No, because Greninja is a water dark type. It has access to dark moves, which fucks up psychic Pokemon. <laughs> so you got to be really careful with like how you how you go about it, especially since every time you get knocked out, you can put your Pokemon back in, but it takes a chunk out of that time. So they're fucking hard, dude. Some of these have been fucking ridiculous. Um, they did a Charizard one. A while back that was fucking insane um i barely managed to scrape past that one and they did another one with a cinderace that was fucking crazy because it buffing itself up and literally like two hours into the into the time because these are these are limited time raids you, they're not there forever literally two hours into the deadline i fucking finished it it took for it takes forever and so when this got announced i was like okay i'm motherfucker i'm gonna start like Breeding right now. I'm gonna get a Pokemon going to take this motherfucker on. Like I, I, I put a lot of time into it. Maybe more than it deserves, honestly, because it's fucking Pokemon. But goddamn it! Like once you finish the raid, you get to catch the fucking thing, and it has an insane ability where its type changes to match the attack you use, which could just do so much stupid shit. Like once I catch it. And it's level 100, perfect IV, so I can breed it to make other awesome Pokemon. Like, there's a lot of reason to take this on, right? There's a lot of reason to take this on. And I've been spending a lot more time on it than I should be. It's set to drop January 27th. It runs until January 29th. So I have like seven, eight, nine, two days, 48 hours to take this thing on once it drops. And I am ready. I got my Pokemon bred. I'm ready to go. I'm going to take it on. And we'll see how long I can, how long, if I can do it. But that's what I've been spending a lot of time on. <laughs> I like how this, I know it. this article has yeah. an annotation that says, we originally incorrectly stated that you cannot breed Mightiest Mark Pokemon. This mistake was made because John is an idiot. Yeah, they're, 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 yeah that John's an idiot. Like, I've, I've bred do you have a, already. Do you need to go in with, like, a squad? Or is it just going to give you, like, randoms to... Play with, gives you randos so i've been able to beat it with randos because a lot of people who are taking it seriously like yeah like they're they could carry a lot of the people who don't know what they're doing but it's not perfect yeah so like here's what's crazy about the greninja right it's gonna have greninja has two hidden abilities and it could be either of them there's protein which changes its typing based on the move it uses, which doesn't matter because once you Terra type it, it's going to be stuck on that typing. So nothing can change that. So it's not going to be a big deal if that's its ability. But it has another ability called uh, Battle Bond, which increases his attack, speed, and I believe special attack every time he knocks out a Pokemon. <laughs> okay. So if that's his ability, I'm going to have a really, really hard fucking time. Because even if I have a squad of people that's doing everything right, if there's one rando that like doesn't know what he's doing, he's getting wiped out every turn. 
Not only is he costing us time to pay, take this thing on, but he's buffing the motherfucker every time it knocks him out. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I got. I hope it's not that. Well, I hope it is that. It's a cool fucking ability. So I'd love to have that if that is what it is. But I'm, I'm going to have a much fucking harder time if that is the ability it has. So we'll see when it drops, what it's going to be. But that poison terror typing is tricky because the only things that can take on a poison type Pokemon are ground types and psychic types. And if I go up to it with a ground type or psychic type, it's a water dark type. So water's going to take out any ground types I throw at it. Dark's going to take out any psychic types I throw at it. So this is this is why I like this new Pokemon game. This Terra typing stuff, the Terra stylizing feature, adds so much like competitive depth to the game. It's like crazy. I hope it's not a one-off gimmick. I hope this comes back. It's such a cool idea to change your Pokemon's type. It's it's fucking cool. I, I really do hope it comes back somehow, some way. I hope it comes back. It's such a cool ability. And these raids are fun because they give you an excuse. You can't catch Greninja in the base game. The only way to catch it is to catch it in this um, in this raid or wait until Pokemon Home comes out and transfer it. So, but even then, because it's a Mightiest Mark Pokemon, it's a seven level raid. It's going to have a hidden ability, which you can't get naturally. You have to wait for like an event or like a super lucky breeding. Actually, I don't think you can breed it. I think it's like, I think you need to have a Pokemon that has it. Or, um, that's it. It's the only way you can get a hidden ability Pokemon. Or if you already have one Pokemon home, transfer it, but it hasn't been updated to work with Scarlet and Violet yet. So that's what I'm spending a lot of time on, is like breeding a Pokemon to take this guy on so that I could have uh, an easier time with it. So I'm not spending forever getting my ass kicked. Um... Yeah, I played a lot of Pokemon specifically for that reason. Um, I know, fucking nerd, <laughs> but I'm talking about a very niche thing that you don't understand, and maybe no one watching this is gonna understand. Well, I, but I understand God damn, getting. It means a lot to me. I understand getting raid ready. Like that's yeah, that's a concept that I'm <laughs> I'm familiar with. So I didn't I didn't realize that Pokemon was uh, that going that deep though in the and like this raid shit. So it's really... these raids go hard, dude. Like yeah. some of these raids are really fucking tough. Like you need to have a level one hundred Pokemon to even stand a chance. But even then, like if you don't if you're not prepared, if you're not breeding this because that's what I did. I bred Pokemon to take on these raids. The Charizard one I got super lucky on because I had like a level ninety eight Gardevoir. But I didn't EV train it. I didn't breed it. And I almost got my ass kicked. But the rest of the guys who were there were kind of, they knew what they were doing. So they helped me do it. And even then, because of my typing, I wasn't getting knocked out. So I wasn't like detrimental to the raid either. But the Cinderace one, god damn, it was so fucking hard because it had a, um, it had a move called um, Bulk Up. But she just kept spamming that it raises your attack and defense one stage every time you use it. <laughs> and he would just spam it over and over and over again to the point where, like, we couldn't hurt him. He was just one-shotting people. So I had to breed a Pokemon specifically to take him on. It's called an Espathra, which has an ability that copies stat changes from the other Pokemon. So every time he was buffing himself up, it was buffing me up. So I wasn't getting knocked out and one-shotted. Okay. Um, <laughs> And I did that to run support 
Uh, so everyone else who was trying to do damage to it, I was keeping their health up, I was keeping their stats up, so they weren't getting one-shotted. I put a lot of effort into this, maybe more than what was necessary, but goddammit, I finished that with like two hours left in the deadline, so what does that tell you? Um, either I suck at Pokemon, or these are really fucking hard. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking crazy, like, how much work goes into these high-level raids, dude. And I, I have a lot of fun doing it. This is what I like for Pokemon. I have more fun, like, breeding Pokemon, making the perfect team, than actually using it. So this gives me an excuse to, like, you know, always be always be doing that you know whenever a new raid gets announced a new like high level raid i'm like okay let's look up strats let's see what i what i need to take this on and i breed and train a pokemon specifically to take on this raid and i'm having fun with that i know that's not fun for everybody but that's fun for me and i have a badass like pokemon to show for it once i'm done so yeah, um, but that's the that's the we're talking a lot about pokemon now but this is interesting yeah. to me because the the thing about Pokemon is the the like the breeding of them, right? Or that's a that's one of the core concepts of Pokemon that that's something that yeah. I'd never gotten into. Like I never cared about like breeding a specific and trying to get like a specific thing, you know? Yeah. But it's it sounds like that's something that's been kind of brought into the light a little bit because you it's beneficial now for for doing stuff like the raids and shit so yeah and that, that's what's so cool about it because it gives me an excuse to do it because like you can breed pokemon in the older games but the only incentive really was like you had a competitive viable pokemon right but if you're not really in the competitive scene like i'm not gonna compete like it's fun don't get me wrong but like it's not what i'm playing pokemon for like, it's i make competitive, these like, great like, pokemon competitive yeah. was never a it was never as easy to compete in Pokemon. Like I've never played Pokemon and looked at it going like, yeah, I'm going to get the strongest fucking team. And then I'm going to do what with it? Like that, that yeah. it was, it was never as easy enough to, yeah, I'm going to get my link cable out and I'm going to, we're going to connect all these fucking game boys. And it just wasn't, you, I, it was never something you'd ever think about realistically. So yeah. I now that they've you know caught up to the 20th century and fucking they're with the times now and they've online connectivity is a thing it's a lot more now it's something you can think about a lot more but yeah and not just that but like if you breed a pokemon specifically for to take on raids you know you don't the move is going to have the abilities you're going to focus on it's not going to be the same as a pokemon you breed to like compete right like because you're competing you know you want to breed your pokemon to take on like a whole like group of pokemon you know you don't know what you might go up against so you might build a team you might look at like oh what's like popular yeah. to use in this tier i want to compete in okay i should build a team that could like take on what's popularly yeah. used here while also like being able to cover weaknesses yeah it's like having you're, your you're, it's like having your raid gear and then having your pvp gear Basically. exactly exactly yeah. so that that's where it's fun because we're telling you a new like big raid gets announced it's like okay i gotta breed a pokemon for this raid that's probably not going to be used again later not, maybe not you know i could probably use it for something else but with uh, the raids that come out like 
when I breed that Pokemon to take on this raid, like it's gonna, it's for that raid. Maybe I could use it for another raid if a lot of the stuff matches up, but chances are very unlikely. Like, <laughs> because of the way Pokemon are typed, because of the abilities you can use, the abilities that they have, you know, that Spothra I was talking about, you know, it's a psychic type. So its ability to like copy its Pokemon, its opponent's stat changes are very, it's very helpful. If the next raid is like, a dark type raid it's not going to help me because i'm going to get fucking knocked out i'm not going to last long enough to do it and you could argue like well this raid might help because this pokemon's a poison type not really because if it has that battle bond ability and it's wiping out dudes in one hit yeah i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna copy those stat changes but it's taking on that time that we need to take them on i'm better off like building a pokemon that's not going to get knocked out you know than one that's gonna and maybe one that could like play support you know, I can stay, I can, I can keep on, don't get, don't, don't get one-shotted and keep the rest of my team getting one-shotted too. You know, there's a lot of stuff behind this that like to consider. And if I had actually had like a group going, I could like, I have no problem like breeding a whole team and giving them out to people to like take these things on. So we have the easiest chance possible. That's not viable right now. My brothers have Pokemon, but they're so far from the end game. They're not gonna, they're not gonna finish it by the time this is, this drops. So yeah. I've been doing it solo. <laughs> yeah. This is very interesting. I've never heard anyone talk about this aspect of the of the game like that. Or, or well, specifically does. like the breeding shit. Because it's, it's interesting to me because it's something that's been in the game since the beginning, but you'd never had any reason to do it, so I'd never cared about it. But Yeah, nobody this... talks about it, especially with this one, because like the big meme about this game is like, oh, look how glitchy it is. Look how bad yeah. it is. Like, which, yeah, you know, you show a bunch of glitches out of context. I've never experienced any of these glitches that people are seeing on those memes. So I don't know. Maybe like I got into it after some of the updates came out. I don't know. But I've never had those issues. And honestly, like the Terra typing alone is like such a game changer and how the game is played. You can do some cool shit with this. That I don't think we scratched the surface of. These raids are already showing like how cool some of these like how cool some of these Pokemon can be when you they have the right Terra type. And so far, the last seven star raids we've gotten are completely are totally different. The the Terra types the Pokemon have are totally different from their actual typing. Like the, the first one we got was a Charizard raid and Charizard's a fire flying type. It's Terra type was a dragon. Cinderace is a fire type. It's Terra type was fighting. And now Greninja, it's typing is water uh, dark. It's Terra type is poison. So it's already showing like how much I know how to fight a Greninja. I don't know how to fight a poison type Greninja <laughs> that still has access to like it's water and dark type moves. And this is what's so cool about it is that the breed of Pokemon to do that. Yeah, and it's it's oh, it's so cool, and it's something nobody's talking about. And I, I want to talk about it right now because it's such a cool concept that hopefully people, when I tell people I'm playing po I'm playing the new Pokemon like religiously, people will know why because <laughs> it's a fun fucking game. Uh, glitches and everything be damned, like poor performance be damned. Um, I've also been playing Xenoblade Chronicles three, which is still fucking fantastic i don't want to talk about it too much because i don't want to spoil it it's still a pretty new game but it's it's incredible i think it might be my favorite xenoblade so far okay um 
Yeah, because I told you, right? It's got a job system. So yeah, yeah. So it's it takes the the uh, class changing stuff that Xenoblade Two had, but instead of locking it behind, like you know, oh, I gotta unlock these fucking gems to get a blade, and hopefully the blade will be a blade I want. No, you unlock classes as you play through the game. A lot of them are locked behind like side quests. So there's an incentive to do the side quest so you can unlock these classes. And once you unlock them, um, you only one character has access to it, but once they use it enough and other characters in your party see them use it, they can unlock that class too. And it's so much fun because stuff carries over from one class to another. So like I mentioned last week, there's a healing class that focuses on, it's like a DPS healing class, which is insane to me. And it has abilities that can do things like pierce defense or ignore defense completely, which you can attach that to like your attack classes and like, and boost like your effectiveness with it. It's so much fun just fucking around with. And like I was saying last week, the story is really cool too. And I love it so far. I don't have a lot to say about it because I don't want to spoil anything. But Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is fucking incredible. And if you like the Xenoblade games, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is the best one so far. I'm having so much fun with it. It's fucking great. And it runs super well on Switch too. So like people are saying like, oh, the Switch is like a weak console. That's why Pokemon can't run on it. No, Game Freak is the shit developer. Like there I said it. They're a shit dev. <laughs> I mean, they, they've always been a shit dev, right? Like I've always had to focus on like low tier hardware, the Game Boy Color, the Nintendo DS, the 3DS. And now they have to move on to like a more complicated system. They're having a hard time with it. Like let's... They're a shitty developer. And Monolith can pull off open world games with Xenoblade Chronicles 1, 2, and 3 on the Switch, and it runs just fine. So, yeah, the Switch is an underpowered console. Yeah. I mean, even since, even since the Wii, or the Wii, yeah, the Wii, they've been doing, you know, they had Xenoblade on there. And that one, even for the Wii, was like, man, this looks incredible. They were doing that on like, yeah. the Wii. Yeah. It was basically and GameCube released yeah, and they re-released that on the new 3DS, remember? Yeah. And it ran great. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I'm like, Game Freak is just a shit developer. Um, but yeah, honestly, like, they Monolith should make the next Pokemon game. They're, it's never going to happen, but they should do it. Because yeah, I feel I like they imagine. can get... Because, <laughs> oh, it'd be incredible, dude. It'd be incredible. Are you serious? Like, it's never going to happen. But I would love Monolith to make the next Pokemon. Just fucking take it away from Game Freak. They don't know what they're doing. They can make a great fucking game, and they're 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 not doing it. And I get don't get me wrong. Like again, like Scarlet Violet's a step in the right direction, but Monolith is doing shit that Game Freak can dr only dream of, dude. Um, but yeah, Zelda Chronicles Three is fucking fantastic. This game is. I will go as far to say it is a reason to own a Nintendo Switch. It's fucking great. Um, go pick it up. If you own a Switch and you don't have Xenoblade yet, go play it. If you do like Xenoblade, you probably already have this game, to be honest. So, um, it's, it gets my seal of approval. Um, another game I want to talk about really quick. My brother got a Meta Quest 2. Okay. And he was asking me, like, yo, like, what's, what should I pick up on it? And I told him, Resident Evil 4. Resident Evil 4 VR is exclusive to Quest 2. And honestly, I wanted to play it. So that's how I was kind of going him to buy it. 
Uh, he bought it a while ago. I played it a couple times. Dude, it's fucking incredible. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. <laughs> as someone who's played Resident Evil 4 a lot, and I mean a lot, dude. I, I beat Resident Evil 4 at least once a year. Um, this is such a cool way to play it. Um, a game I played so many times before, played in VR, it's like a totally different game, dude. Um, so the way the game works, like your equipment is like strapped to your body. So if you want to get your pistol out, it's on your hip. You have to reach to your hip, grab it, and equip it. You don't have to go into your, your inventory box anymore. Your long guns are on your back, so you got to reach over your back and grab it. But what's cool is that you can move and shoot at the same time, so that changes the game a lot. But also, you got to manually reload your weapons. So things that, like, was a button push in the original game, you're physically having to fumble around, grab a clip, snap it in your gun, you know, cock it. It's There's more engaged to it. Like, those little changes change the way this game is played so much, dude. It's it's incredible. It's so much fun. Um, I didn't really play the campaign a lot because I didn't want to, like, campaign on his, on his shit. But the mercenaries mode, the, the combat mode, you know, the horde mode, it's available from the beginning. So you can bet your ass I played through that. <laughs> and it is so much fun, dude. It works so well playing this in VR. Um, having to manually aim my shots by hand, not using a controller, it changes the game, like, it changes the game dramatically. And you're seeing in the, the video here, he's like dual wielding, he's got a pistol in one hand, his knife in the other. Yeah, you can do that in this game too, but the problem is like once you gotta reload it, you gotta put your knife away, uh, you know, fit manually reload. It can get cumbersome, but it's so cool. Like, again, this is a game I played so many times and stuff I think would be easy to do, having to do it in VR, oh, it changes the game so much. Um, it's fantastic. I would go as far to say that this is probably worth buying a Quest 2. <laughs> um, um, talk about the Quest 2 a little bit, because how, how is it, like, does it feel good? Does it look good? Is it comfortable? Is it? It's one of the more comfortable VRs I've used. I've used. Um, okay. It's like completely. I use the original. It's like standalone, right? You don't need anything. Yeah, it's totally okay. standalone. You don't need anything. Um, a lot of games run on it very well. I've been told you can get a boost of performance out of it. You can hook it up to your computer, so you can play off your computer. And I, I was told you can get a boost in performance. And there are some games that are only available on on PC. Um, I haven't tried it yet, though. My brother doesn't have a PC. He just has this Oculus, and he loves it. He he wants to get into PC gaming because of this Oculus. So, you know, because he knows, like, you can hook it up to a computer and play some shit he can't get on the Oculus. Because right now, the Oculus has its own, uh, has its own uh, digital storefront that you buy stuff from. Which is cool, but, you know, you're kind of limited on what you can play on there. And he wants to, like, get into these games that are available on Steam that you can't play on the Oculus. Um, he, even though Half-Life Alex is a Vive exclusive, he wants to, like, mod his quest so he can play uh, Half-Life Alex. Like, he's, like, really into it. And he's, like, this is the most I've seen him talk about, like, PC gaming, like, ever. He's always been a console player, and he wants to get into PC gaming because of this, which is cool. Um, but, yeah, I played it. And it's fucking great, dude. Like, it feels really good. It's super comfortable. Um, it's very lightweight. Um, I haven't had any issues with it. It's still VR, though. So if you have a problem with VR, you know, if you get headaches, 
if you uh, if you uh, get really nauseous playing it, I don't think this is really going to change anything for you. But if you like VR, if you like the technology, this is the easiest way to get into it. It's like $300, I think, for the Quest 2. So about as much as like a game system, about as much as a Switch, right? And I think you can get it at Walmart right now in a bundle that comes with Resident Evil. And I like the, the footage. <laughs> the footage of this guy is like, yeah, I'm going to use this knife. <laughs> Dude, it's dope. Like, it's really, really cool. Like, yeah. it works. Like, I was, I was impressed with it. I was having a lot of fun. Um, there are some issues with it that people have been talking about. So because everything's strapped to your body, um, your knife is on your chest, you know, where it is in the game. So you physically need to reach to, like, your your left peck and pull your knife off its holster to use it but i've been told because it's meant for men it's a male body (laughs) some women are punching themselves in the tit trying to reach for their knife (laughs) and so i've been told there's a there's an uh, there's a slider now so you can augment how far out your knife is to kind of supplement your body type so I'm I'm a big guy, you know. I'm 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 a big boy. Last time I went to the doctor, I weighed a lot more than I, I expected. So it's really bad. If I want to be around any longer, I gotta get on a diet quick. But I never had a hard time. My proportions are not Leon's proportions. I'll just say that. And I I didn't have a, I didn't have a hard time reaching for the knife. But I'm sure like uh, more well endowed female players might have a hard time reaching for without adjusting that slider. So something to think about. Um, but yeah, I'm having fun with it, dude. I never, I never really had any issues with it. No, not too much like VR jank. It's, it works really well to one for the most part. Um, if you don't like standing up, because you could play the game standing up, the Oculus has sticks on the controllers to control the movement. And you could stand up, you can physically turn to like face people. If you don't like doing that, there is an option to sit down. You can use the sticks to move the camera. Like traditional, like a more traditional shooter, you're just physically aiming the gun around, which feels pretty comfortable. That's how I, I like to play it stationary because I'm a lazy fuck. And it feels comfortable to play it like that. I've never had any issues. Um, and stuff like this, like you couldn't do that in the main game. The way you were shooting through the crack in the, in the, in the, in the, the dresser, yeah. you couldn't do that in the base game. Because you couldn't like get to that camera angle. Now you can, and it's fucking awesome. Yeah, this game is. If you play Resident Evil Four, this is such a cool way to play it that I've never experienced before, dude. It's. I I seriously heavily considered getting a Quest Two after playing this. It's so much fun. Um, I would not be surprised if by the end of the year I get a Quest Two because that's that's how bad I want it. My wife's okay with it. She thinks it's cool too. So she gave me the okay to buy it. I'm just like. I got to be careful. I got a baby now, so I can't be spending my money willy nilly like that. Um, But yeah, that's all I played really this week. Um, No big headlines, really, guys. So I'm just going to go right into the quickies. Um, And a a move that shocked nobody. Marvel Avengers is getting its final update, ending support of the game. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Which I it went on longer than you thought it would, so yeah, I'll give them credit for that. But they actually got through their season pass roadmap as originally planned. Um, 
but it's still like are we surprised that this game is shutting down like it's not it did not do well the live service model is fucking garbage um september 3rd is when we're actually set to get end of support for the game uh that's going to be delisted from all the stores you know we'll still be able to reinstall it um the actual timeline is that the uh final update will be coming march 31st microtransactions will be disabled game pass PlayStation plus will still include the game but all the purchasable cosmetics will be given away to everybody imagine you're some poor son of a bitch that actually bought this game day one Me? got into it bought cosmetics <laughs> okay no i didn't buy anything just to find out like a year later they're giving them for free when did this game come i came out like last year right yeah, was it last year? I think it was two years ago. Let me see. Hold on. I think it was. It a, I think it was a twenty-one. Um, but you know, twenty. Twenty. Oh wow! September twenty twenty. This this game gets a worse rap than it deserves. I think. I mean, it deserves most of what it's getting, but. Like the, the the thing is, it had a lot of potential, you know. It had it, it had did. Uh, a very decent, more than decent single player story experience that was like it was really it was really good. Like the the idea, like that Miss Marvel was like getting the band back together to to you know fight some evil. It, it's it was a great concept, and the story and the interaction between the Avengers was like really good. Uh, had an awesome cast and uh, like the voice actors were great and you know the the single player stuff was like really fun. Where they fucked up though <laughs> is like tagging on that fucking multiplayer bullshit and this live service yeah. bullshit that like every time you finish like a story mission, you had to do like three multiplayer bullshit missions to like pad it out and it was so shitty. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm like, this game didn't need to be as shitty as it was. And there's proof of it because they, they released the uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy game like a year later. And that's supposed to be fucking incredible because yeah. it doesn't have that fucking tacked on free, like multiplayer live service bullshit. Um, so I might actually get into this game now because they're shutting down the live service shit. Um, it's crazy. It's getting delisted, though. Like that, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> but yeah, but it'll still be on Game Pass and PlayStation Plus. So I, that's you, it's better that way. <laughs> you also, know, just fucking just buy it. Yeah. Also, if you want to buy it, let's say you're just like, I want to get a physical copy for whatever reason. <laughs> the PS4 version is eight 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 ninety nine. At GameStop, nice six ninety nine for Xbox One. Nice, which for shits and giggles, I saw what Lego Marvel Avengers cost nine ninety nine <laughs> for the Wii U version. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, the Wii U version of Lego Avengers is worth more than the PS Four and Xbox One version of Marvel Avengers. Just food for thought. Is that Nintendo um, tax? So Nintendo tax the fact that like you know Marvel Avengers is a shit game. Um, yeah. I, I joke, I say shit game, but shit concept. 
with a decent game underneath, possibly. I, I never played it, but I, I've heard you talk about it. My brother played it. And he said the single player stuff is good. It's just the the multiplayer padding live service shit is like what holds it down. Um, yeah. On top of that, both single player and multiplayer modes will still work as usual. Don't know how that's supposed to work, but whatever. Um, and Spider-Man will still remain a PlayStation exclusive. So that honestly might get, be enough for me to like just buy the PS4 version for $9. <laughs> just like a play a Spider-Man. It's um, not even worth it. It's not worth it even for Spider-Man. I, I mean, like Spider-Man's appearance in that game is, is not even like he's in like one cutscene maybe. And yeah. And I heard he plays like shit. Like yeah, people go know. into it expecting him to play like the, like Spider-Man from the PS4 game. And that's not how he handles like at all. <laughs> But yeah, so that's a thing. If you're, I'm, if you're a huge Marvel Avengers fan, you're sad to see it go. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a bummer because you could see the potential in this game, and then yeah. I don't know. Somewhere along the line, it got corporate, and then fucking that's where it went wrong. I feel there was no reason for it to be a live service game. I don't understand. Like, why the fuck is it a live service game? There's no reason to make it like that. Yeah, the the money got involved, and then the decisions were made on that. Yeah, like, it's so. yeah. And we got a we got a, a kneecap game out of it. Um, and some good news: Returnal is launching on PC February fifteenth. Yeah, finally, finally. Jesus, there's no reason for this game to be PS five exclusive as long as it was. Um, well, I do know the reason: money, but. <laughs> It's going to have some really nice features, things like NVIDIA DLSS and AMD FSR are going to be added. Uh, Ray Trace Reflections have been added. Uh, so Ray Trace Shadows already supported. We're actually going to see real reflections in the game, too. So it'll be really nice to see. Uh, Ultra-wide support, 21 by 9 32 by 9 are both supported. And Dolby Atmos and custom Ray Traced audio, whatever the fuck that means. Um, yeah, I've never heard of that. So I Googled it. Okay. And I found an article. And I still don't entirely know what it is. <laughs> it's a fancy term for like for uh what do they call it? It's a fancy term for like enhanced 3D audio. And I'm not going to pretend to understand the nitty-gritty of it, but basically the the actual term should have been wave tracing is more accurate. What it does is that it calculates the uh, audio waves and audio curves and allows it to band in a more realistic fashion so you get more accurate filtering from sound sources, so more accurate 3D audio and more okay. accurate audio refraction. So, like, if something is bouncing off the floor or off the ceiling, if a sound is bouncing off the floor or ceiling, you can hear that if it's bouncing off a hard surface versus a soft surface, you could hear that, which, you know, something to think about if you, if you, if you live in a tile house and you like, and you say something or you talk versus a house that's all carpeting, you know, the sound's going to be different. And this ray tracing audio is there to support that. <laughs> which, they sh it's only called ray tracing because it's an easily marketable thing. If you don't know what the fuck ray tracing is, 
you just know all the buzzwords but if you're actually if you know what ray tracing is you're like has it to do with audio so what the fuck is that <laughs> um that's what it yeah. is when you hear when you hear ray trace audio change it in your brain to wave tracing and it makes more sense um but yeah there's uh i'll say i'll put the link in the article in the group chat here yeah. i mean yeah when you're talking about audio it's it's just like sound waves bouncing off of different materials i guess so i don't know if, if but i don't i didn't i didn't that's not a feature that you'd list on your like your your thing though it's just something if your game does it your game does it i, I feel like it's not really so i think there's some confusion it's like in game so if you're in a game for example and your character is standing outside the middle of a field and like fires a gun That'll sound different than if you do it like in a building. Yeah. And that'll sound different if the building's carpeted or with tile or well, with yeah, material I, I walls. Get, I understand that. what yeah. I understand what it means. I just don't understand why they're putting it on. Because I feel like most games do that. They just don't feel the need to advertise that that's a thing that they're doing. But I don't think it's like as supported as it. Like in a, in a like in a, in a battlefield game, if you like shoot your gun in a like in a building, it sounds different. It reverberates differently than if you shoot it out in the field. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, well, you don't have to know that because you just, if you just play the game, it's something you just notice. <laughs> they don't like list that as a feature. It's just something that it most games do. I feel like, but it's just the I'm, custom audio that like that gets me confused i'm like what's so custom about it is it gonna have like like its own sliders for you to adjust or yeah. i don't know i don't know um next feature keyboard and mouse supported yay uh dual sense haptics also supported so if you have a ps5 controller you can support the haptic feedback on yeah. the pc version of the game which is cool only you if know, you're playing even... wired only if you're plugged in wired yeah only if you're playing wired they refuse to support the pc with proper yeah. wireless drivers it's ridiculous yeah so that's something to think about but the fact that we're getting this game at all on pc is awesome yeah i will be playing i want to yeah me too i want to try it for a while and now that it's coming out oh this is i gonna actually play you know i'll check it out um what else have we got here uh, that's it for our quickies. Uh, moving on to trailers and videos. Nobody Saves the World got a free update. The Impossible Dungeon. If you're a member, I fucking fell in love with that game when it came out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't know there was like DLC for it. I guess there's like an expansion to it. I didn't know about, and I never, I never picked it up. And I feel I'm, I'm bummed out by it. And the game's not on Game Pass anymore, so I gotta buy it. Which. Honestly, I'm considering buying it on Switch with this new update. Wow. Just because, like, the game's on sale on Switch for, like, 15 bucks. The Frozen Hearth expansion is, like, $4. And this Endless Dungeon is... Or this Impossible Dungeon is free. So, it might be worth double-dipping, because the game's that fun. Uh, those of you guys who don't know, it is a... It's a very quirky ARPG made by the Guacamelee guys. Um, it's super fun because it's think of it like Zelda mixed with like Diablo, but it has multi-classing 
and different ways to like carry class abilities over from one class to another you can make some stupid builds in this game and it's so much fun to play with and it looks like they added this up this this dungeon to run through where you can unlock different you can unlock uh new perks trophies yeah. to show off but more importantly like there's a class a new class you can unlock all the like a t-rex that looks fucking cool yeah uh, what I like about this is that the dungeon, it's an endless dungeon. It's an infinite floors. Yeah. Which is one of the things that I love about roguelike games that they don't, not most of them don't do anymore. Is like the, the first role like I ever played was like one on like a Nokia cell phone. It was like one of the like pre-included, like one of those like shitty Java games. And it had no depth to it. You you know, there was no, like, stats or anything. Or there was, but it was completely invisible. But all you did was just fucking run into monsters to kill them and then go down the floor, and it was just infinite. And that was it. And you would get gold, but you couldn't spend it on anything. Uh, and, like... But that's what I loved about it, is that it was just infinite. So you could just keep going. As long as you didn't die, you would just keep going. And yeah, was... I wasn't expecting this update from the game because, like, I played the game front to back. I beat the beat it, did all the side quests, um, and I, I want to buy it again. That's how much I love this game. Yeah. But it had its dungeons, but the dungeons were like specifically designed dungeons that had their own gimmick to them. So you actually had to like because the game has this multi-classing system, you actually had to make a build specifically for that dungeon to beat it which was which was fun that was like part of the fun it was almost like a puzzle you know you run through the dungeon like okay this dungeon uses a lot of this type of enemy i should mix and match these classes to run through it and that was the fun of it that's what that's where i had fun with it at least um and to add this impossible dungeon that's like an endless constantly evolving dungeon that's that ex expands on that game substantially dude yeah. Um, that's why I'm saying like I wanna buy this game again because it's such a cool game and it's legit like worth the money because it's so much fun. Um, when when is this uh, that's come out? Is this out already? This update? It's out. It's out. I'm gonna buy this game again. <laughs> I wanna buy it again on Switch. I gotta play through it again. I mean, I could buy it on Game Pass, but it's the same price on a uh, Game Pass. I'm gonna get it on Steam so I can play it on, you know, like a Steam Deck or something. I don't know. My Steam library is forever. My Switch probably won't be. That's true. But I'm still gonna get it on Switch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's my portable system right now. That's why. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's the game's normally thirty bucks, and it's worth it. No, it's normally twenty five dollars. Sorry, and it's worth it. It's on sale for 15. Definitely worth it. So go check it out. Like I've talked about this game a couple times and I fucking love it. And it's definitely worth the asking cost. Um, and this new update, this new free update. Fuck. Yeah, dude. Give me some more of that shit. Um, Elder Scrolls Sky Oblivion. Got an yeah. official release year trailer. Those of you who don't know, um, it's uh, Oblivion remade the Skyrim engine. This is how it started. It started like, God, I remember hearing about this like years ago. Yeah. I think it's like Skyrim came out. This has been worked on. Um, yeah, basically. 
We finally um, got a release date, 25. <laughs> yeah. So still a ways off, but I mean, it's just a bunch of volunteers working on this in their free time. But every time they yeah. show this game off, it looks so much better and better and better and just way more impressive. So this running on the Skyrim engine, does it use Skyrim's progression system or is it using Obian's progression system? I think they're redoing everything to work because all it is is just a series of mods for Skyrim. So you can fucking turn Skyrim into like everything. And people have already changed the progression system to mimic like Sky uh, Oblivion or even like the Fallout games they've made it resemble or even like, you know, Morrowind and shit. So people have already done that stuff. So they've i think they're gonna make it as close to oblivion as they can even they, they're even going so far as a, as to they're going into some of the concept art and some of the concept like in interviews and stuff that stuff they said they wanted to do with oblivion but for whatever reason they didn't have the time or the 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 they didn't have the time to do it so they're saying hey we went to, to some of that concept art and We've even incorporated some of the concepts that that they didn't have time to complete. So they showed off some of that stuff. They did a live stream like a day or two ago where they were showing off like a bunch of stuff. And they were like, yeah, man, we just we, we were able to do it. And we did it. So it's really cool. It's cool. I played Oblivion. Um, I played Morrowind a little bit, but I was like a kid when that came out. So I didn't fucking know what I was doing. Yeah. Um I never played Morrowind. I played Skyrim. Never beat Skyrim. Um, Me neither. <laughs> yeah. And so this would be cool to check out. Like when this comes out, I'll, I'll definitely check it out. Everyone tells me Oblivion's like the better RPG, but Skyrim's like the better game just because how it looks and how it runs. Yeah. So if Oblivion can like get Skyrim performance, the way I said that unironically, Skyrim performance. Um, <laughs> No, it could be something neat. So I'm gonna check it out for sure when that comes out, 2025. Yeah, so I, well, I that's the other time. thing is that Oblivion doesn't. It's not as modernized as Skyrim is. So even like the same thing with like Morrowind, like those are games that are like people consider them to be significantly better than Skyrim, but on a technical level, they're I they're hard to go back to. You know, like Oblivion yeah. does not have proper controller support at all. So, oh really? Yeah, unless you play it on console. So it's just it's hard to fucking play like a video game. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so that again, that's another thing that with this, it's gonna be significantly better. So, uh, yeah. Oblivion. Oblivion was the first Elder Scrolls game that I played. So there's a soft spot. There's a little nostalgia enemy for Oblivion. So. Um, like doing that, like Thieves Guild, the first time, and throwing that, like the the Dark Brotherhood, the first time was like just magical, dude. It was crazy. Everyone tells me every time someone talks about Oblivion, they're like, "Oh, the the Thieves Guild arc." Yeah, it's just because it doesn't like uh, the thing about Skyrim is that it holds your hand too much. When when you when you do things in Oblivion, you're just doing them because you're just having fun, and then you realize that. Oh, doing the thing that you did actually actually triggered the Dark Brotherhood. So you you get this note when you wake up, you go to sleep and you wake up and you're like, "Hey, motherfucker, we saw right. what you did. 
and we liked it so we want to recruit you and it's like oh okay like it's shit like that it's just you stumble into whereas like in uh skyrim it's like hey man they're uh recruiting for the dark brotherhood you want to fucking go and uh it's like people are just talking about shit that's on the other side of the country that they shouldn't have any i any, any idea about but because it's a video game and they have to tell you that this quest is happening people know about shit that you're not supposed to know about because it's like yeah and that's one thing everyone tells me is that those games are better for like the role-playing aspect yeah and i i want to check out but like you said they're fucking they did not age well at all these fucking games are hard to look at they're hard uh to play with yeah and if you didn't grow up with them you didn't have nostalgia for them i can't imagine it's easy going back into them now as a new player um that's why i avoided them um but with this update you know this up this uh this uh this fan project yeah i'll look into it it looks awesome yeah so they're like recruiting people to help work on this so yeah i think they're taking like anyone voice actors or like anything so yeah i would love to get in on that but like you know i got a i got a family <laughs> so i'm yeah, like yeah voice actor do some graphic design work on a project and not getting paid for yeah. <laughs> as fun as it would be. Um, but yeah, check it out when that drops 2025, everybody. Sky, uh, Elder Scrolls Sky Oblivion. Um, let's get into some game releases. Uh, Forspoken, that's dropping Tuesday, January 24th. I forgot this game was happening, if I'm being honest with you. I'm um, curious about this, man. <laughs> same. From what the... the story the news that's coming out is that no one has review copies of this yet and it runs like garbage on basically everything like you need a fucking cern pc to even run it at fucking 20 fps or some shit like that like the minimum specs are like 3080 (laughs) oh let me let me let me make sure it's like the minimum requirements is uh at uh, 1060 it says but i don't know i don't know uh yeah recommended recommended is a 3070 <laughs> oh no, no. that's oh, no. so the minimum that the recommend is is for 30 fps at 1440 so you get a 3070 no. yeah 3070 gets you 30 fps i think on the ps5 the performance mode is like not even 1080p for 30 fps and that's performance mode on ps5 so there's some there's something with this game just it's super poorly optimized and so that's one thing and then the other thing is just no one has review copies so no one can even tell you that the game is good before you pay 70 dollars for it because that's what they want yeah that's why like I'm going to wait till the reviews roll in, dude. Like, <laughs> to see what they say about it. What yeah. performance, what, uh, people, what, uh, some PC benchmarkers say about the performance. Like, we'll have to wait and see, dude, whenever that comes out, when that comes out January 24th. But I want to play it. I'm, I want to play it too, but I'm not going to pay $70 for it if it runs like shit. Yeah. I'm not going to pay $70 for it at all, if I'm being honest. I'm going to wait till <laughs> that shit goes on sale. But yeah. I can afford it, but. I don't know. Since I grew up poor, so I don't like paying full price for games. Even yeah. though I could probably afford to buy like a new game 
every month if I wanted to, like without like severely hurting my budget. I feel guilty when I do it. I'm like, I shouldn't be doing this. I'm I feel dumb for doing it. I feel guilty for enjoying myself. But now that I have a kid, it's like harder for me to justify. Um Yeah. But yeah. Um I'm I'm gonna check that out when it comes out on sale if if big if it gets uh decent reviews. <laughs> it probably won't, but <laughs> there's a demo out, so people have tried that demo. Oh, is there? Have, yeah, and they were like, "Yeah, this demo actually maybe not excited anymore." And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> oh, there's a demo out. It's demo on Steam. I can like download the demo. I think it's only on PS5. Ah, of course it is. <laughs> yeah. So. Of yeah. course it is. The console was built for. Like that's already like. I'm on can you run it right now? And it yeah. says I definitely cannot run it. <laughs> it says it was just says straight up like no, don't even bother. Like not even oh, if you change the settings, so maybe you can minimum settings, it says I don't have enough disk space. So I just gotta like free up my hard drive a little bit. <laughs> I like how that's the Wait, minimum <laughs> minimum hundred and fifty gigabytes? Are you serious? Shit, okay. Um but recommended settings, it says I don't have enough dick, disk, dick space, enough disk space, <laughs> and not enough RAM. It says minimum, it recommends 24 gigs of RAM. I got 16. That's insane, so, by the way. Yeah. Why is that? That I, that I don't understand why it needs 24 gigs of RAM to run properly. That doesn't make <laughs> sense. Does this game, like, suck your dick? Like, why is it so RAM intensive? That's insane. That's like two tabs on Google Chrome right there. Why? <laughs> Um, this game takes advantage of direct storage on Windows 11, like PS5's, uh, you know, SSD shit. So yeah. that's what's got me get, like moderately curious is because it's the first game they officially support that shit. It's like the first game that's like the ex example of no, the, we can only do this on the the modern fucking hardware. So, but. It looks like it's gonna be a poor example of this stuff if it doesn't even run properly, you know. But is could that be why it recommended specs are like twenty four gigs of RAM? That's insane. It like, could be the the RAM could be the way that that stuff works. Maybe if you like don't have a SSD to cache all that stuff, it backs up. It like uses your your RAM as a backup, maybe. Maybe the I RAM don't would know be like though. your your RAM would be like the next fastest um, storage, so temporary storage. But that's, yeah, that's insane to me. I've wanted to upgrade my RAM anyway, just because like the computer I got had like some shitty like pre built RAM. So yeah, but. I don't need 24. Nobody needs 24 gigs of RAM, really. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think my system has like 64 gigs just because I mean, like, RAM is kind of cheap now. It used to be expensive, but yeah. the prices have calmed down on it. So you can kind of get RAM for not too much nowadays. I might as well just upgrade to like 24 gigs then. But still, it's weird to me that it needs that. For it to yeah. say, like, oh, you need 24 gigs of RAM. No, that's fucky. There's something fucky there. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I mean, it's also recommending, like, 3070, which is, like, the toppest, like, I don't know, it's, like, the fourth from the top in terms of yeah. 
So So, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just want I'm just I just want to see what happens with this. I think Digital Foundry already did a thing. Well, I don't know. Like I don't that no one has a game actually yet, so Yeah, say how could they, they have done something? They've only they, they analyze the trailers. They analyze the trailers uh and go like frame by frame and tell you how the trailer is running. So I think yeah. that's what, how they did their analysis. Yeah. I mean, we'll see when it comes out. Hopefully, Digital Foundry will actually put out like an actual stress test so we can see what it looks like. Yeah. Like actually, the demo, test. I think they tested the demo. The demo's out on PS5. So. All right. So we'll see then when it comes out. Like, if it runs decently on PS5, I don't understand how like it can't run on like a 2060. Yeah, like, that's well, the thing. It, it doesn't run decently on PS5. It oh doesn't. yeah, so. yeah. I think it's like a thousand P at 30 in performance mode. So even performance mode doesn't get you 60. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll see then when it comes out. I don't think it's gonna get great reviews though. <laughs> we'll see. Um, yeah. Imagine owning a PS5 getting a ps5 like you actually went out and got one to play like the latest and greatest games as the best possible performance as you can yeah and you get four spoken and it runs at 30 fps <laughs> yeah jesus but i'm i've i people probably won't even notice if i'm being honest normal yeah. people don't notice that shit man yeah you're right um we also got Hyperdimension Neptunia Sisters versus Sisters releasing on PC, PS4, and PS5 January 24th. I don't know who's playing these games. If you play these games, let us know. Like, why? I'm not going to make fun of you. I'm just genuinely curious. Like, uh, I played a appeal? few of them. <laughs> and are they worth, like, the yearly release, though? Or almost no. yearly release? Well, sometimes they put out different. This one's an action RPG, so it's, like, it's different. Ooh. Uh some of them I are like a little different, RPGs. but I if you played one, you played most of them. Well, they have like a trilogy of just straight up just turn based RPGs, and they're like they're pretty good, but you don't need to play all of them. Is the thing, yeah. Uh, just play like whatever one is the latest one, and you'll get you'll have fun. Okay, fun. They're, right, they're cool. fun games, yeah. Cool. Um, we also got Risen releasing on Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. Yeah. Risen's like a, a 13 year old like RPG cult hit, I would say. It's not really popular, but a group of people like love this game. Yeah, I have this game. I've never played it. Yeah. No trailer on Steam. I mean, it could be good. But this is like an older, like kind of jank, like computer RPG, right? This game's old as shit. Yeah, it's like what, 13 years old this game? 15 years old? It doesn't even have controller support on PC. They're bringing this to yeah. console. <laughs> Curious about this now. It's from this from the perspective of perspective of playing it with a controller. Sounds nice. Um What is this hitting? Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. Okay. Yeah, January 26th. So, you know, check that out when that comes out. Or January 24th. Um, January 26th, we got Pizza Tower dropping on PC. I actually heard of this game. It looks really? cool. Yeah, it looks like it's like a Wario Land inspired. 
Yeah, this game actually looked pretty cool. I put it in the uh, Discord a little while ago. Oh, yeah, straight up Wario. Yeah, even as I yeah. like, dash move. This looks like yeah, a Super looks... Nintendo, like, it looks like Booger Man. You ever play Booger Man? <laughs> I've never played it, but I've heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> got, like, that, like, art style. Which is cool. I like that art style. That kind of, like, 90s cartoon, like, yeah. gross, like, Ren and Stimpy yeah, art style. Yeah, yeah I like that. I kind of I like that look. And it looks fun. Like, it looks cool as hell. Yeah. I never uh, played the Wario Land games though, but I heard they're they're they're, they're dope. Developer Tour de Pizza. I think it's their first game. I would assume so. Yeah. All, they, do they just make pizza games? This like, pizza a bunch based? of pizza themed games. Yeah, that'd be cool. I like pizza. I like video games. So yeah. you know, two together. <laughs> this looks so fucking Super Nintendo, dude. Like, yeah. This, there's a, there's a style here that I'm, it's I'm super digging. nintendo but like it doesn't use the pixel graphics it's like a hand-drawn like 90s cartoon look and i like yeah. it i like this I, I want more hand-drawn games dude like, don't get me wrong i like pixel art but i think hand-drawn is like such a charming like look i wish more games did that yeah it definitely stands out way more than yeah What's that dude's name? Pepino Spaghetti? <laughs> <laughs> well, Scroll down to like meet the cook. Pepino Spaghetti, a supersonic yeah. Italian middle-aged man, and sometimes Gustavo. What's a Gustavo? I think it's another like character, maybe. Fight some monsters and other weirdos. Okay. Oh, become the pizza tower. Interesting. This is interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna check it out. I'm adding it to my wish list. This looks cool. Come on, just buy it. You know you want it. <laughs> yeah. God, I love the character animations, the character expressions. It's all just so cool. Yeah. Okay, I'm into it. <laughs> like, I I'm like how it. they, I like, this, see, uh, it reminds me of like Cuphead, where they definitely like went for like a style and like nailed it. Yeah. Like, these guys are nailing a style, but I feel like no, they're, they're not going to talk about this in the same, because you could do, you could do, I could, I could already imagine, like, like you said, like a Ren and Stimpy-esque cartoon of this. Yeah. And it would probably work so well. There's like this cartoon that came out like forever, forever ago. Hold on, where is it? Here it is. You ever hear the wacky world of Tex Avery? I'd heard of it. Yeah, it's, it's a like show old, I watched. Right? Like, so Tex Avery is like a super, super old cartoon, but yeah. the wacky world of Tex Avery is like a kind of remake for a more modern audience. It came out in like, I want to say early 2000s, pre 2010s for sure. And it looks just like that. I mean, we shouldn't find it here. Here we go. Check this out. Like, it looks like, like that show. It's crazy. 
Yeah. But see this yeah. this like this has like the like is it is it like a Warner Brothers style? It's like a Warner Brothers style that this has. Is this a Warner I don't Brothers know show? if it's Warner Brothers. I think Tex Avery is like its own cartoon. Okay. But it's got that like kind of nineties, like in your face, like kind of gross out cartoon look, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like Ren Stimpy popularized it, but it was a pretty big thing in the nineties. I think this show came out later, so it kind of like missed that train a little bit, but it's like, it looks just like that. Like, let's be honest here. It looks just like that. And I, I, I kind of like that look. It reminds me when I was a kid, you know? Yeah. So I hope this game does well. I'm, I'm probably going to pick this game up too. Like, it looks dope. Um, we also got Wonder Boy Anniversary Collection coming out January 26th for PS5, PS4, and Switch. Couldn't find any page for this yet just a uh gematsu article saying it has 21 versions of six games so so was that like the remakes that came out later plus like the older games plus like maybe some international or japanese versions of them i would assume so because so this game already came out i think like last year the uh anniversary collection or no the yeah. uh the collection came out last year which yeah. had four games. This one has six games, but I guess different versions of each. Um, yeah, it doesn't say what exactly those ports are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's just different arcade version, SG-1000 version, Sega Master System version. Game Gear version, so I guess it's like each game on from different platforms. Okay, that's a lot. I, I don't but know not if... like, but not like the the modern remake. Oh no, that was Monster Boy, right? Is that what it was called? Yeah, I think it's a Monster Boy. Wait, didn't Wonder Boy get it? I don't fucking know. I think we've had this conversation before. No, it's, it's like confusing. It's Monster Boy and Wonder Boy. It's or no, it's just Wonder Boy and Monster World. But oh, there's a Monster Boy game, too. Is there? I think we did in this conversation. <laughs> yeah, Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom. I think it's like a spiritual successor to the Wonder Boy games. Or, I don't know. Yeah, there's def there's... Yeah, I don't fucking know. I don't know. Um... <laughs> Point is, this is coming out Switch, PS4, PS5. So if you're a Wonder Boy fan or you want to get into the Wonder Boy games and over start, here you go. There's a whole collection of stuff with. Uh, we also got Alice Escaped releasing January 27th for PC and Nintendo Switch. What is this? Oh, Metroidvania. Cool. With like cutesy anime girls. Hmm. As a recipe for success. Yeah, it is. That's that game's gonna sell gangbusters, dude. <laughs> um, it looks. Oh, you've got like two characters that you can switch between, yeah. which is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm kind of digging what I'm seeing here so far. Like, this looks pretty neat. 
This could be fun. This guy. One one's melee focus and the other has a gun. So See there we go. We got cute anime girls. Metrovania hand drawn art style. Yeah. This game was made for a specific group of people. It's gonna do very well <laughs> with that group of people. Next, we got Atone, Heart of the Elder Tree, releasing on PC, Switch, and PS4. Atone is a Norse mythology-inspired hand-drawn game that blends interactive storytelling and complex puzzles with a rhythm game combat system. Ooh. Interesting. Very interesting. Interesting. The... Not not in love with the art style, but I'm watching the rhythm game stuff and it looks like it's just like a rhythm game with like the combat going on in the background, it's like a music video or something. Yeah. I've always like or some like puzzle elements to it too. Yeah. Oh, it could be interesting. I'm gonna add it to my wish list. Check it out when it drops. And last but not least. January 27th, fucking Dead Space for PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X. This is finally releasing. I've been excited for this Dead Space remake for a while, man. Yeah. This looks really good. And Callista Protocol getting kind of mixed reviews. I really, really want to play this, dude. I cannot <laughs> wait till this comes out. Like, Yeah, they, they, they fucked up with that. Now, yeah, they did. Dead Space is going to come in and just eat their, eat their lunch, dude. Yeah, dude, this looks great. Like, I'm excited for this. Yeah, and as I have not played that original game, I played, I played it a little bit, but I've not really like played it, played it. You know what I'm saying? So this will be good, bro. It's good, bro. But this is gonna be like a huge step up from it. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna start here and just let it. Yeah. Just watching the dev diaries and then talk about like audio recording and just the work they put into the audio alone it's like fuck dude like this is crazy how much work is going into this let's let's check the the minimum requirements of this <laughs> yeah good idea <laughs> uh 50 gigs okay uh 12 16 gigs of ram even recommended recommends yeah. a rtx 2070 so Previous generation, previous, previous generation. Yeah. And this is also, you know, this is also a game that's only next gen. It's only, this game is $20 on GOG right now. Oh, it must be confused about the, like, this and the original. Yeah. Yeah, I've actually, you must be looking at the original because they have very similar, like, cover art, the original and the remake. Well, they renamed the page for the remake to Dead Space 2008. So. You mean the page of the original? Yeah, they renamed it. Okay. That's good then. So that should that should cut down on some confusion. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it seems like you'll you'll be able to now this isn't doing as much as Forspoken, to be fair. I mean that game is like an open world fucking thing, so but I don't know. This is still a PS5 exclusive or a Series X exclusive. So I would imagine they're doing some impressive stuff graphically. Yeah, they're doing stuff. Yeah, they're doing stuff you can't see on like last gen, yeah. allegedly. So 
So yeah, I'm excited be, for this, dude. I will be playing this. This is this is gonna be good. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for it, dude. And that's the show, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for coming and listening to us. Clay uh, showed up. Chloe. Yo, what up, Clay? <laughs> <laughs> I would yeah. love to hang around. I would love to hang around with you, Clay, but I got a baby to get to. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Yeah, take care of the babe. That's yeah. gonna do it. Yeah, that's gonna do it, everybody. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for watching, listening. Uh, you guys know what to do. No, Sorry, tell them where they can find us, man. Gamerverse.com. Gamerverse.com slash Twitch. Gamerverse.com slash YouTube. Gamerverse.com slash uh discord go to the discord jump in there and talk to us hang out with us yeah uh, play some video games with us yeah we always talk back so you know come in say hi let us know your opinion on some of the releases if you play hyperdimension neptunian you're gonna pick up the new game let me know how it is yeah if you play any of those anime bullshit games let us know because <laughs> we're looking for people who actually play those shits and tell us why you you like it <laughs> yeah or you know just whatever you know, yeah everybody you know. come in say hi in the meantime stay safe stay excellent to each other and i'll see you guys next week thanks <laughs> <laughs>